And uh, I, I was going to do the three chairs because I've done a lot of that. But instead, I'm going to talk a little bit about the topic I want to talk about tonight is going to be superheroes. I want you to say that with me. Say superheroes. I'm just changing gear. I had to get myself away from. But it's hard for me when I've been there because I'm back again to all those pictures from different places. And uh, the life and death situations. I can see dead bodies. I can see. So for me, it is being there. It's not just seeing a video of something that happened. But it is also all these scars that you have as a reminder of, wow, this is why I am saying no to everything else to say yes to this. And you need to have a big enough yes if you're going to be able to say no. So we're going to talk about superheroes. Say superheroes. The second is the love language of Suzanne. And that is shoes. Say shoes. I normally wouldn't even say that publicly speaking. But I just, if anybody else felt inclined, I took some nice... uh, uh, $100 bills and put in her hand and say, shoes. I, I, she didn't know it, but God spoke. This is part of the message today because I, we were just standing outside the mall and God just says, hey, make sure she gets to buy some new boots or shoes. And I didn't know it was her love language. <laughs> so it's, it's not just over there that you can listen to God. You can do it just around a Nordstrom or somewhere. <laughs> So I want you to say with me, say superheroes, Superheroes. say shoes, Shoes. and say frogs. Frogs. Do you like that message? You have not heard it yet. What do you think about the title? Say it again. Superheroes, Superheroes. Shoes. Shoes, frogs. Okay, let me give you the background, the story, and then we eventually... <laughs> let me start with the frog part. A few years ago... I was in the Philippines, and we were, uh, I was staying with Paul and Almira, and Paul Yotto has been here, if you remember, one my spiritual son, who leads our work over there. But anyway, uh, it was one of those things that you hear, ribbit, 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 ribbit. I had traveled across the world, and I'm very tired, and I hear this, ribbit, ribbit. And I can't sleep, so I decide, okay, I'm going to be wise. I have some earplugs. I put some earplugs in, but I still hear it, ribbit. So I say, okay, I have these Bose noise counseling sets. So I put the Bose noise counseling set on my ears. And again, I heard, I hadn't slept for two days. And now I'm supposed to speak all during the day and do all these things. So I'm up at night. And after I'm listening to this, and it won't stop. Then in the next moment, and there was frogs everywhere. There was frogs in my shoes. I stepped on frogs. There was big frogs. There was small frogs. There was just frogs everywhere. And I'm like, I am Norwegian. We don't. It's too cold for these frogs. <laughs> let's let's go to North Cap. <laughs> I mean, it's like no frogs wants to go where I live. I mean, minus fifteen. <laughs> anyway, so 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 that started the point and the reason I have. I'm going to put it together. The way I will do it, it is in, in honor of my precious friends here in the front that were saying they like a good story because you're putting all these different things and then you put it all together afterwards. So if you're thinking linear, you're going to have a problem right now. <laughs> I, I can teach linear as a good Baptist. I'll learn how to do it. So my notes is down there if you want that. But 
But now we're going to chase some rabbits. We put it together. And before you know it, you're going to see the picture of this whole thing. And then it really has a very powerful impact. It is transformational what I'm going to talk about. It's not just fun. It is fun, but it is not just fun. <laughs> so anyway, so then in the next moment, what was happening is, <laughs> and then I heard, <laughs> ribbon, ribbon, ribbon. <laughs> the morning they said, well, how are you doing this morning? I hadn't slept one minute. Then there was all the ministry and everything else and frogs around. And then next night, same thing. After three nights, I'm about to lose my minds. And just a little ribbit, I'm just like. Four cups of coffee, it was not the anointing. I'm like. And finally, I had to do something about it. So that is the, the, the frog part. And uh, I'm just going to park that for now. I'm going to get back to the frogs in a few moments. And I want to talk a little bit about superheroes, and, and let me give you a little bit of the background of that story. Uh, in January, I got injured again, and remember I've said I've had a broken neck, broken back, broken leg, I've had tumors, I've had all kinds of different issues, just some small issues. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so now I had another situation where a piece of bone had gone into my sciatica and started to lose feeling, and I had this rivet in my body, rivet. It's an irritation, frustration, it is pain. Every time you have that, so every time you walk, you have chronic pain. Is there anybody with chronic pain? You know what I'm talking about. When you have that ribbit, so you, you can try to listen even quietly to the sermon, but just all the sounds get irritable. When you have chronic pain, it's that little ribbit, and you cannot hear his still small voice. Because of ribbit. Other ones, you maybe have some frogs in your mind. It is ribbit, and your mind just goes ribbit. Ribbit can be fear, it can be anxiety, it can be other things. Other ones have ribbit in your heart. It's been disappointed, it's been rejection, it's been a wounded heart, it's been a disappointed heart, it's different things. And you feel every time you're leaning your heart towards something, it is that little ribbit, ribbit. And I have a purpose of this because what I am going to be talking about today is saying superheroes, shoes, and frogs. And pretty much what we're going to see. So when it comes to the superhero in January, then finally I, my pain level was so heavy. But again, as a powerful, strong Viking Norwegian with all the pain, I pushed through. So I did one conference after the other. I jumped from, I was with a conference with Bill Johnson and Randy Clark. I went from there to China, met with the underground movement of China to train them how to get back into what we call the Back to Jerusalem movement. Then from there, jumped over to Thailand. By the time I got to Thailand to do a national leadership conference, I collapsed. My body just collapsed. And I ended up in the hospital. I was hospitalized in Thailand, and they put all kinds of needles in me and everything. It was these long needles. It was very... <laughs> Just like, whoa, I, do you have any painkillers? No, we give you pain. It's like, <laughs> so after three days in the hospitals, instead of then, because there they did an MRI, and I knew that, okay, I have a herniated disc, I had all kinds of issues, but I also had this sciatica because of a piece of a bone that had gone into the sciatica. Now I started to lose more and more feeling. So I'm walking almost like this, but there was several days, honestly, I don't know how to get up off the floor. Oh, I don't know how to put on my socks. I don't know how to get in a shower. And it's embarrassing because I'm in a healing ministry. 
And then you have five, six hundred leaders that you're supposed to pray for, but you're so crippled by pain, you're totally locked up that your body can't handle anything because there is this rivet, rivet, rivet. But what you're doing is, well, tomorrow I'm going to do something about it. Say tomorrow. And we have a tendency to do that. And it is time, by the way, to postpone your procrastinations. That's freebie. That's included in tonight's offering. We're not going to take up an extra offering for that one, okay? But it's a ribbit, ribbit. If you have it in your neck, ribbit. We know what it is. It's an irritation, frustration. It's pain. It's irritation. But some have it in a relationship. There's a ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And then some have it in the office. You're going in and there's ribbit. There's sounds. There's noise. There's tension. You turn on the news and there's ribbit, ribbit. And before you know it, we're living in a society right now where there's a lot of frogs. The plague that Pharaoh experienced with the frogs, there is a plague right now. Not just in America. It's a global plague. But the plague also starts that most of us are dealing with something in our body, in our minds, in our hearts, in our wallet. You're thinking about how to pay bills. It is that ribbit. Ribbit. And we're trying to wonder why we don't hear the still small voice because God says it is no longer going to be in the earthquake, nor in the fire, nor in the mighty wind, but in that still small voice that I'm going to speak to you. So God whisper, Hey, how are you? But we can hear because ribbit, ribbit, bills, my husband, my wife, this person hurt me. And we have all these different issues all over the place. And now I'm going to start to put the glue together. So the generation that we're raising up since the World War II, do you know what they call the next generation coming up now? They call it a hero generation. I was just with one of the top scientists, and we were in Detroit that are studying cultural trends. And it goes all the way back to that generation. Why is it that when you go into the movie theater and there are superheroes, X-Men? How many here likes X-Men? Just be honest, I do. Well, what is it about X-Men that we like? Well, we see this guy that comes together to take all these people that are kind of uh, the misfits in society that have superheroes. They are actually have superpower, and he's helping each one to use it for the right purpose to bring peace. Or Batman. Do you know Batman? Oh, there's some the Batman. Okay, Superman. X-Men. Spider-Man. Avengers. Whoa. Oh, I feel there's revival coming into this place. (laughs) And I know there are some people say, well, what about Jesus? (laughs) Jesus is my ultimate superhero, so I want you to know that. So here we are. We are living in a season where the world is looking for superheroes. They're looking for somebody that can actually change those environments. We're looking for superheroes, even in regard to what's going on with the ISIS, what's going on with the Ebola virus. But you don't have to go that far. But they can just be able to bring peace into people's heart. They can bring peace into people's mind. To be peace, shalom into people's body. And we're going to talk about shalom. That's the purpose of my message. It's a five series on shalom and what it means to have shalom. So February, I come out of the hospital in Thailand. They told me, you need to get back to America if you don't want surgery here, but you're going to need surgery. But I'm like, well, I'm going to get healed. So So I believed in the healing, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I continue with ribbit while I'm trying to do 
And then I go from place to place. I went to London with Randy Clark, did a healing school there, all over the world, back and forth, and conferences and meetings. And day by day, I cannot function until eventually, and this what broke my heart because I was supposed to go to Australia, New Zealand, and I was doing this Planet Shaker conference, and me and Chris Vallotton was doing uh, Bethel, New Zealand. It was all these five, six major, and I was thinking, well, when I finish that, then I'm going to deal with my frog issue. I don't know if you see where I'm going, but I am about to head somewhere. Hopefully. So here I am now, and then eventually I end up collapsing, no feeling in this leg. And they told me, you have less than 24 hours to get to the hospital. I came in, they did an MRI, you need surgery. And it broke my heart because I thought, I can ribbit, take some frogs with me on the plane and to the meeting and make it through another meeting because tomorrow instead of today. And then the next day, and the next day, and that's the way some of us have lived with sin, with other things that entangles us, with attention in the relationship, with issues going on, with ribbit. We have actually learned how to tolerate to live with frogs. And we have a frog problem in our lives, in our marriages, in our offices, in our kids, all over. We have fro- in our churches, there's a lot of frogs. And then we, we we're afraid of dealing with the frogs. We constantly say, well, we're going to deal with it eventually. Let's just go back. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the frogs don't go away. And then I pray a little bit in tongues, but there's still frogs. All I'm saying is, so uh, this started my journey. And I, can I be honest with you guys? I think you know that by now. Uh, when you, people see that, or other people say, oh, one day they came up, oh, I saw you in Bethel Reading, or oh, I saw you at the Voice of the Apostle, or oh, I read your book. Or, that's not what my identity. I want you to see the real. I mean, this is, I, I wake up like you. It's a, it's a battlefield that we are in. We are winning. That's why I'm up here smiling, and my smile is a genuine smile. Uh, but again, I want you to understand so we can deal with these things. So eventually, I collapsed, had surgery, came out of the surgery, went through a horrific time, had an incredible God encounter six days into the surgery. And then God said, Leif, there was a couple of instructions I got during this season. He says, it is not going to be in the earthquake, nor in the fire, in the mighty wind, but in the still small voice. And I was like, God, I, I cannot hear your voice. And he said, no, because you have a lot of frog problems. And I want you to find out. So I started a 28 days program to be honest with God, honest with myself, because I want to have shalom, peace with God. I want to have peace with myself. I want peace in my marriage. I want peace with my kids and my son-in-law. I want peace in my office. I want peace so that when I am stepping into the equation in the middle of the storms in life, I just step in. I can speak peace because I am peace. You only have authority over the storms that you can sleep in. That's Jesus. So until we are coming into a place, and it's going to be the biggest thing, because we talked about the superhero, and I saw that revival started to break loose. I got a little nervous. So, But everybody's looking for superheroes. And what I am seeing in this room, this is the way I'm living my life. But I see superheroes in every single one of you. I see something. And, and there's something that each one of us carrying. But a lot of us are not rising up and shining because of the frog problems. And we're dealing with it. If that's for me, I still have 85%, 15% nerve damage in this left side. And I'm not going to wait till tomorrow before I'm finished. Tonight. I want to be healed. 
But what we have said, well, tomorrow is going to happen. Or I'm going to deal with the addiction tomorrow. I'm going to deal with this tomorrow. I'm going to deal with a marriage. Or I'm going to confront my wife tomorrow. Or I'm going to tell about my secret sins tomorrow. Or whatever. I mean, we have a tendency to do that. So he took me to the story of Pharaoh. Pharaoh now, and I wish that we had a time. Because when I do a seminar on that, I will show you the frog plague. But literally, there were several places where you can think about about a yard and a half full of frogs. But just imagine there, there was frogs everywhere. Dead frogs, smelly frogs, frogs everywhere. Frogs in your shoes. You open up your iPad and there's frogs. You open up your cereal and a frog pops up. And it's like, ribbit. In your pillow, you can't sleep at night. There's frogs everywhere. It's like, ooh, is that you, honey? No, it's a frog. But that's, I mean, see Pharaoh, the situation, and Pharaoh is crying out, and this is what's happening with, we're seeing it in the White House, we're seeing it with the Congress and the Senate, we're seeing it in the Middle East, we're seeing it in companies, we're seeing it in the churches, people are looking for superheroes that can deal with the frog problems, and solve the frog problems. In people's minds, in people's hearts, in people's bodies. Because shalom doesn't mean the absence of problems. It means actually that you are actually safe. You are actually whole. You are actually complete. That means actually that when there is shalom in there, you are healed. There is abundance in it, not lack. There's more than enough. So when you get shalom and you say shalom to somebody, peace to somebody, that means there's peace to the body, no pain. There is peace to people's mind. There is no storms or anxiety or lack of sleep. Of different phobias. When there is peace in your heart, you, it doesn't matter who sits before you, who is there, because you do not have an offense. And even if somebody did horrific things to you, like they did to Joseph, then you would suddenly say, come closer to me. You didn't do this. God did this so I could bless you. How could, Joseph, how could Joseph say that to his brother? I mean, they sold him into slavery. They were trying to kill him and take his life. But he had been on a journey until when he was free from the frogs in his life. At that moment, he was elevated to become a father to Pharaoh. How did he become a father to Pharaoh? He became such a son to Pharaoh. Because Jesus was such a son to his father that he became an everlasting father, the Prince of Peace. The increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. We're living in a season where the government, the rule and the reign of the king and his domain is continued to expanding. It's going to continue to expand around this world. And there's going to be peace with it that is going to be. So now let me talk about shoes then. Because all of these three needs to be fit together. And then we're just going to put the synergy. And then we're going to do the activation. We're going to have an honest confession time. Because let me just tell you a secret. Deception is very deceiving. I want you to know that. So it's totally possible for you to think you don't have any fraud problems. But let me ask your spouse. How well do you sleep at night? When was the last time somebody was in your shadow? Because if he overshadows you, that's the shadow that people will walk in. And when there's shalom, peace, there's going to be peace. Then healing takes place. Restoration is taking place. But here's the, here was the other thing. Romans 8 talks about the creation is moaning and groaning. 
There's this crying creation all over. Where are the sons? Where are the daughters? The creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestations of the sons or daughters of God. That's what's happening all over. There's a lot of orphans. But where are the sons? Where are the daughters? Who are the ones that represents heaven on earth? My Papa, your Papa, our Father, we honor His name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is a place of peace. And every single time you bring peace in here, shalom here, you greet somebody with shalom. You change the environment and you're bringing a different environment, the environment of heaven into the equation. So anyway, so I was reading that the creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestations of the sons or daughters of God. And then I was reading in the Beatitude, it says, blessed, say blessed. Blessed is the word makarios in Greek. And that means it's the highest form for happiness. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons or daughters of God. Uh, are you, I'm getting closer. We're almost to the shoes. So who is the peacemakers? The sons or daughters. But how do I know that you are son and daughter? Because you are a peacemaker. Wherever you come, there is shalom. But to do that, you have to be at peace with God. Having shalom in your body, in your mind, in your wallet. Shalom. So I realized in my own life in this surgery process, and I was starting, he took me through one, it's kind of a, you're going treasure hunting. Then he was showing me another verse. Then suddenly I was realizing in Ephesians 6, where now we're getting to the shoes, your love language. And that is that you're going to put on, when you put on the full armor, put on the shoes of peace. And then in Romans chapter 16, it talks about the God of peace is going to, Put the serpent, the enemy underneath. So when you step into the equation, you put anything of the serpent gets underneath peace. And the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. It's going to continue. How is that going to take place? Because here in this room, there is glorious sons and daughters. There are some superheroes in here and the world doesn't know about it. There are some mutants in here and I'm trying to gather the mutants together. To find out your secret superpowers. But all of us, what we're going to do is we're going to deal. There's an issue out there. And that is a lack of shalom. And I'm sitting with billionaires. I'm sitting with super wealthy people. And they do not know how to get shalom. Can you start to see it? Say superheroes. Shoes. Peace. In the next, in the near future... The biggest shift you're going to start to see in the body of Christ, if we're moving into it. We've lived in a season, there was a season where there was a sunset of Saul, and it became a sunrise of David. This is just my prophetic that is tapping in. There was a season in 1 Samuel 16, 1, you started to see that sunset. Because Samuel, who is today's man, he saw who was a yesterday's man, but he saw who was a tomorrow's man. And the religious system and the system where man was in control and brought Saul in changes. Now God come into the equation, uses a today's man, takes the anointing away from Saul, but he still have the gifts and he still have the buildings. He still have the programs. He have the resources, but David has the anointing. But then we have been in a season with David where you're going through and I'm just, whoo, 
it's just eight hours. It shouldn't take too long. So then you're going through a season where David here now in the natural, in Bethlehem, he's learning to be faithful in the natural, to take care of his father's sheep. He's learning how to use a sling and a harp. He's learning in the secret places to get secrets. So that can be revealed in the openly. He learned a harp to change environment. Because this environment of heaven as he's worshiping here starts to change. So when then God puts on a soul and he is being tormented. Or things is happening in the Congress or anybody else. But who do we have here that have mastered the harp? Or what is your instrument that is an anointing that breaks yokes? So when there is fear or anxiety over people, all you need to step into the equation, change the environment, because you have something, and what you have you can give away. You cannot give something that you do not have and has become. You teach what you know, but you reproduce what you are. So in this environment, we're seeing David going through the Bethlehem stage, and then eventually he's becoming a giant killer. I wrote a book that was just sent with Destiny that is coming out this spring. It's called The Ground Rules for Killing Giants. Do you know the number one ground rule for killing giants? Chapter number one. It is to show up. There's a lot of people that are not killing giants because they're not showing up. Chapter number two is to show up for the right battle. There's a lot of people that are fighting the wrong battles and they'll be beaten up all over because you're stepping outside your area of assignment and the anointing always follows your assignment. Be yourself. Be an original. Don't be a copy. Saul is trying to get David to put his armor on. Be you. Everybody else is occupied. And I could just go on and on. But anyway, so here he went from there to Edulam. From being faithful in the natural, he learned how to be faithful in the middle of his need. And in the middle of his need, he took 400 other people. Instead of a man after God's own heart, he raised up 400 other people after his own heart. And all of them got their instrument and their weapon. Now you start to create a culture that is about to change. Then they went from convenient relationship to covenant relationship. And they moved to Hebron. He spent seven and a half years in Hebron. And from there he went to Zion. What we have done is we have heard messages on Zion, heaven on earth. But we don't want to be faithful in the natural in Bethlehem. And we don't want to go through the Adullam season. That is often also your cave. That's the cave of Adullam, 1 Samuel 22. And then you have the next season, and that is the season of Hebron. And then eventually you get to Zion. But here is what I'm trying to say and why it is very important. We're living now in the next transition that we're going to start to see. Is David was always at war. The Bible says, and there's two scripture verses that I have in my Bible that is connected to this. But uh, I think I'm actually just going to give you those two verses. Uh, not to read them, but just so that you can have them so you don't... Believe I just quote, because then this meeting is not legal. <laughs> because you have to open the Bible. First Chronicles twenty two nine, you see the promise. First Kings five four, you see the fulfillment. Pretty much what you see the promise is David. You have always been at war. You always have blood on your hand. You have always been battling. There's always been frogs in your life. But now because you have paid, you have created something called an inheritance. So I'm giving you a son because you are not going to be able to see this transformation. You're not going to be able to build this house of habitation. The best you can get is visitation. But what I'm going to do is, that was again First Chronicles 22.9. 
and 1 Kings 5.4. There's just two verses connected to this transition. And I wish I had so much more time. I could spend about eight hours and take you on this beautiful journey. But here it is. In the 1 Kings, where it says there is that Solomon eventually inherits. Say inherit. Here we have a lot of us we have been paying. But now the next season we are coming into. A lot of us, and I want you to see, transition is very difficult. How many of you know you're no longer what you used to be? But you have not become what you're supposed to become. Okay, so this is, this is an inlet of transition we're in right now. Not just in your life, in America, in the world. There's a major transition. There's a new reformation coming. But there's another transition in regard to the kingdom and what God is going to do. And that's where you, sweetheart, comes in. And that is what God is raising up now is Solomon. Say Solomon. Solomon. So there have been prices paid, but what we need now is prototypes, how heaven looks like on earth. So what God has done is he's, now we have inheritance. Somebody has placed a ceiling that has become our floor. Now what we're going to do that is to build that up on peace. Solomon means peace. But the Bible says there in 1 Kings 5.4, here's what it says. That when everybody came to him, he said, my dad was always at war. My dad paid for it. He honored his father. Say honor. We always honor the ones that went before us. No matter what the dysfunction. They maybe had a partial revelation on something. That we honor our fathers and mothers. But then when you learn how to honor, life flows. You have access to that and you can build on the top of that instead of starting to build a brand new floor. And then we're establishing the next floor, and it is a floor of peace. And it says, here's where it says, and I want you to dream with me for a second, and then I'll land this. It says there was rest on all sides. And it says there was no adversary and no evil. Can you imagine a whole, the whole valley, the whole bay area? Can you imagine that anyone that comes in here, they don't know exactly. You come in by the plane and suddenly there's no one demon, there's no adversary, there's no evil that have access to a whole region and area. And all over the world people would come to the bay area and say, well, what's happening? We came in here and the cancer just disappeared when we crossed this borderline. Because stage four cancer cannot live. Uh, there's no divorce. There's no poverty. There's nothing. This is heaven on earth. This is in the old covenant. Some model for us of how to establish a place of habitation. Because Solomon lived by principle. Wisdom. He had the wisdom of taking what somebody has paid and to build something. And it was built upon peace. Shalom. Solomon. And now I'm starting to dream, because blessed are the peacemakers. Right now, what we need is superheroes. Say superheroes. Not superstars. We don't need more superstars. There's only one superstar, and that is Jesus. He shines very well. Superheroes, meaning we are models that other people can follow. Of how it is to walk in peace. How to live in peace. How to have shalom in your body. And I have not had it since June 6, 1995, and I'm not there yet. I'm on a journey with you, okay? I need 15% more, but I've had chronic pain since June 6, 1995. I'm not saying this for you to give me vitamins or something that's going to heal me, because I'm saying that just to be honest with you. I'm on a journey. God just started to speak to me with a surgery. He says, Leif, how would it feel like? Can you remember how it is to have totally rest on all sides? What is totally shalom? And I said, I can't remember. It's been so long. 
Can you remember how it feels when you go to bed at night and not having to think about things because there's such a shalom? And I realized, no, there are some frogs. What kind of frogs are they? And then I started to see it in the relationship. Me, my, me and my wife, to be honest with you, we have a phenomenal marriage after some 25 years. But we had some frogs. Maybe some small ribbit, but there were some frogs. And then I realized when I came to my office, we had some tension going on there also. They called frogs. And I started on this journey for 28 days. First of all, for me to get shalom. And then to bring shalom into all of the relationship. And then bring shalom into my marriage, into our office, into every environment. And now I'm sending to the nation. And now I am right here in Pleasant, California. To be able to start to establish a culture of shalom. So when we walk into the equation, we change the equation. But the number one thing is, Pharaoh had the opportunity. Can you get rid of these frogs, Moses? There's frogs everywhere. Please, Moses, I am willing to let your people go. That's the second plague. And when Moses finally said, oh, you're willing? Okay, I'm going to get rid of your frog problems. Wait to tomorrow. Read it in the scripture. When I saw it, it hit me. And I don't want to wait for tomorrow. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of healing. Today is your day of abundance. Today is your day of breakthrough. I don't care if you've been prayed for 20 times or 200 times and it didn't happen. Today is your day of shalom. And I just sense that warrior thing, the superheroes that can come in. I want shalom. Shalom between Republican and Democrats. Shalom. There shall be peace, says the Lord. The increase of his government and shalom, peace, there shall be no end. And now he's just inviting this last generation that has ever been given this mandate is to step to the equation. There's a price. We've killed the giants. There's a lot of things that is taking place. But God is raising up a culture right now. But he's raising up a people that can walk in shalom, live in shalom. And then out of that, bring shalom into every area of their life, into the relationship, into the businesses, into community. And then you will become put on your shoes on a daily basis. I spoke this for the first time, not like this, but in Texas, Amarillo, Texas. And the pastor right before that service, I didn't know about the frog problems he had with a lot of relationship. But God says right before he came to the service, go and buy some new shoes. When he came in and he heard, I'm saying, I'm going to talk about shoes tonight. And he's like shocked because God has says, and now he knew what it was. And he went right into all those relationships and just started the ministry of reconciliation and shalom and peace. And he started to restore all of those things. And he wore the new shoes to remind himself that the enemy is going to be underneath his feet. Are you getting it? Is it getting you? Say superheroes. Say shoes. Say frogs. No more rivet, rivet. Okay, here's what we're going to do, and then we're going to land it. Anybody here that have any frog problems in your body, meaning any pain, physical illnesses, any irritation, any frustration? Let's be honest. This is this is a because we need some healing taking place here. Okay, just uh, let's stand up the ones that anyone that needs healing. And can we get some people around them? Because I think we need to just, just let's take a few minutes. You don't need to pray long. Just speak shalom in. Just look at them and say, what do you need? And let's, uh, somebody around there now speak. If you don't have that issue, 
shalom. But just speak shalom, peace into this body. And you can just expect not a, wow, do something you couldn't do before. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah, just pray for one another there. Just find somebody to pray for. We, we, whoa! you're praying now, I don't want you to pray as this is a problem. I want you to receive it as a promise. You just say, show me it is a promise. Okay, amen. Just let's just amen. Everybody look at me and just wait. Let me see now very quickly. Can somebody here, if you can feel that something is taking place, that you are at least 60% or better in whatever? Try to do something, okay? God bless you. Yeah, okay, just wave to me. One hand. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Yes. God bless you. Anybody else? Yes. Bless you. Bless you. Anybody else? Let's give them a good hand. Any more? Shalom. Next question. Next question. Anybody here that have any? This could be stresses, could be mental, it can be all kinds of things. Your brain, it can be memory loss, it can be anything on your head. But you need shalom in your mind. Anybody, put your head on your head. Father, I just coming into an agreement with heaven, and I say, shalom. My beloved girl, shalom. My beloved son, shalom. <laughs> Just feel there's like a fire. Whoa, shalom. <laughs> oh. Remember, 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 shalom. <laughs> wow. Wow. Something is happening. I can feel that. It's like a weight. Whoa. Oh. Just feel it. Just receive it. Shalom. Just rest in it for a few more minutes. Shalom. Let him restore, restore, renew, renew, brand new brain cells. Whoa. Memories coming back. Brilliant, brilliant thinking. Shalom over your mind. And this is hard to measure how... 
quick that went. But let anybody that has wounded heart, hurt heart, offended heart, anyone with heart issue, put your hands on your heart right now. Any issue, if there was anybody came into this room and you will feel there would be tensity, put it in. Father, I just release shalom. Shalom to people's heart. Peace, peace, peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. I speak shalom, shalom into the heart. Whoa, whoa, go deeper. <laughs> Both heads and hearts for many of them. Whoa, Both spirit, soul, and body. Shalom. Receive it in the name of Jesus. This comes in a seed format. Let me ask another honest question. Wave to me if you're honest. If you're some of you that have tension, stress, problems, crisis in any relationship, there is, you need, you need some shalom in any relationship. It could be a prodigal son, brother. You maybe have a spouse that is chair number two or three or whatever. Okay, just wave. Father, I just want to release right now, first over our life, that we're going to walk in shalom. Shalom. I'm seeing a lot of superheroes in this room. And the superheroes are the ones that walk in peace. They wake up every morning and they have peace in the mind. And whoa, they have peace in the heart. They have peace. There's shalom in the body. And they're going around and they're just coming in as, whoa, peacemakers. And they, whoa, they have a minister of reconciliation. I just release right now. Show, show, show. We're going to send some wave of shalom here. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, oh. Shalom, oh. Shalom can be very peaceful and quiet, but it can also be very violent when the shalom comes in. Shalom, heaven shalom alachem, peace, and it just flows. Shalom, little girl. Show. Shalom. Okay, I know because I'm. I'm really struggling with uh, this. Is, this is going to be fun. But uh, I, I just also have to see just what I want us to do, because this is homework. All I'm doing is I'm coming in a seed format. I'm saying this is a 28-day program. Oh, I know that you're receiving something now. And the only one that will have a total breakthrough with the frogs is the one that has already been in the process of shalom. The rest of us will stop the process after you've had the impartation. The impartation, all what it does is people changes when you hurt enough where you have to change. You learn enough where you want to change, but then you receive enough where you're able to change. This is the receiving enough where you're able to. But what I want you to do, God will do his part. You will do your part. It's like for me. I still have some issues, okay? So I'm in the process of dealing with some of my issues. So what I do is have a notebook paper, write down some of the area and recognize when some of those frogs come. So what kind of a frogs, what area, if that's in the mind, oh, that's that fear again, that's anxiety, write in, speak shalom. 28 days of doing this, recognize shalom. Maybe it gets a little bit more tense, the frogs get a little bit more loud because they know they have to go, but that's okay. But we're gonna deal with the frogs. How many here would like to have a frog-free life? Whoa! No more frogs in your marriage. 
No more frogs in your finances. No more frogs in our community. Wow, okay. How many here would like to put on shoes of peace on a daily basis? Wow. How many superheroes do we have? Father, I just bless all of these superheroes. Whoa! I bless these superheroes with supernatural, with supernatural shalom. I just release heaven to shalom alachim. There shall be peace, says the Lord. And I thank you, Father, right now that as these people are leaving and going back into the battlefield and dealing with the frogs in businesses and homes and everywhere they are, that there is going to be shalom, 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 shalom. All over the place, shalom, 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 shalom. Yes, peace, 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 peace. Shalom. Hi, little girl, peace. Whoa, shalom. That's good for you. Yeah, take a little shalom. You too. It's good for you. Shalom over your neck, doctor. We need you. Whoa. Shalom. Shalom. I bless you with Papa. That's good for you. I love you. Father, just we are saying yes to peace, yes to shalom. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing here. And in these days, we're going to have a lot of people in chair number one. Thank you that you're doing a shift. There's a change taking place in the environment. I thank you, Father, that something has taken place. Thank you for all the physical healing that took place, emotional healings, even for a lot of people in their minds, they're going to sleep. Like we had so many people in the last event, they just slept for the first time well. People that got eight hours sleep would sleep somia. We had another gentleman, he's the head of the biggest Christian publishing house in Norway. He was so scared of the heights. So just pick that up as a testament if you're scared of heights. But he just got, we just spoke shalom into it. And uh, we have this big hotel outside where the conference was in Stavanger. And he came that evening and he texted me later on. But he says, I went up and down the elevator with a glass looking up and down to the 17th floor. Uh, because I said, uh, it's the first time in over 40 years. Last weekend... Last week, and one lady, I was just laying on the floor soaking in the presence of God because I was, we were just waiting up on the road. But this one lady, she was just 55 years old. She just came, oh, I can't trust God. I can't believe. I can't. I don't know. I've tried everything. And she had all kinds of issues, 45. But she was abused when she was five years old. I've had all kinds of mental issues and gone through relationship after relationship through every counseling. And everybody knows who she is. I said, just lay down on the floor. She laid down on my arm. I said, just wait here. And it took about 20 minutes, and then the shalom came up on her. And then she screamed in laughter. She was taken up to heaven, totally healed from every disorder that she had. And I just got the report. 45 years of issues was just gone right that in the presence of God in shalom. We have, we have another lady, bipolar in Minneapolis, with all kinds of issues now, close to the age of 70 that came in there, and she was totally transformed. We have another one sitting in the front row, 15 years of methamphetamine addiction in January. Shalom just touched him. 
and he was just totally transformed. His mama and his papa, she is a Catholic, and he is a traditional Southern Baptist that doesn't believe in this. They sat on the front row in August when we were in Minneapolis at Redeeming Love Conference. And when I was wondering who these people were, it was because their son, who has been addicted, have tried everything for 15 years with methamphetamine. He was so transformed just by one moment of shalom in the presence of God. And he's totally free and has been free. And both mama and papa, Catholic and cessationists that don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, they laid on the floor there receiving their shalom. So, Let's get Jesus a big hand. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus, you are the Prince of Shalom. You are the Prince of Shalom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Leif, we can't even begin to thank you, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This man, this man's the real deal. I get to hang out with him and the love is, is the real deal. You know, sometimes, well, never mind. We won't go there, but I just want to tell you what he preaches about up here. It's his life. True and true, all the way through. Um, so uh, wh- that means also what he brings is real. And so what was released is real. I, I'm telling you because here we go. Here's another ribbit, right? You walk out of here and you go, well, that wasn't really real, ribbit. So yes, it is. Yes, it is. The shalom is real. And so, and he's given you a challenge. Some of you are going to take it and some of you probably won't. That's up to you. But you actually can do something with the Lord to identify the areas where you need his truth to shine in. Uh, we do need to partner with him. Holy Spirit is all over this. He'll do it with you. But he's waiting for those who want the freedom. So, so please engage with it. The places where your heart got touched. Go engage with the Lord. He's trustworthy. He's, he's safe. Really, really safe. So um, I think tonight, I think it would be really good. First of all, it's a little past nine, so uh, parents, you're going to have to get your kids. And tonight, I, I, I just feel like there was so much release tonight. I want to say to our um, prayer teams, you can rest in the shalom. And, um, and tell you what, as you're getting up, and parents, do get your kids, but as you're getting up, just release the shalom, both here and as you go. Okay? You have it. And it's coming more. I mean, you know, you're going to experience what's yours more and more. But I just bless, I bless the peace, the shalom that's in you to be released in Jesus' name. Amen.